You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Hello, welcome back to Changing Lives as we are changing lives with the Word of God. And I'm am excited about this podcast because we get an opportunity to share with my lovely children. And um, I just thank God for the opportunity to share about the disciplines of a godly family. And I think it would be a wonderful time for you to hear from them uh, and and their point of view. Um, Today, we're going to talk about actually family affection, love, actually liking and loving being around each other. And I think that's an important dynamic to to have a a, a wholesome family um, experience through life. And so I have my three oldest children. I actually have four children. And um, so we have three here, my adult children. And, um, And then I also have increased with some of my in loves, so I have more than than who you see here. But we just want to have um, Daniel, my oldest, Charity, my middle, and David, my youngest son, um, to to sit in on this experience and to share um, from their perspective uh, the experience in the Robertson household dealing with family affection and the disciplines that I wouldn't say that we mastered them, but we really worked hard at them. And, um, and so we, we're real, you know, um, we're not perfect. Um, but I always say it this way, we're being perfected. That means we learn as we grow and we make those adjustments and changes. And certainly we didn't do everything right, but once we were exposed to the things that we needed to change or for those people that were around us um, that were able to speak into our lives as a family unit, um, we were able to use them as a model to help us to make those adjustments so that we could be better at who we are as a family. And and I thank God for family. We're, we're in this thing. Um, and uh, as far as ministry, um, and and it's awesome to be able to have those who you you grow up with, you know, to um, to sharpen each other, to to do ministry together, to do life together, and it should be a joy. Um, one of the things that from the book, the disciplines of a godly family, um, the particular chapter that talks about family affection, and it says there's a difference between family affection and family love. Um, and family love, just in a simple term, is really just what we all should be doing, loving, loving each other. Um, and sometimes it really can be characterized as that unconditional love where, you you know, we are called to love each other no matter what, you know. And um, and that's that stems from that sense of loyalty um, and, and that godly love um, that sometimes, you know, it will cause you to love even though you don't feel like it or you don't necessarily like the person. Um, I think I like each of them here. They're, they're lovable. I'm the favorite. <laughs> and so, um, but there is a difference, you know, and so, uh, and, and unfortunately, you know, I think all of us could probably speak to certain scenarios and situations. I know that, you know, of course you guys have known my story, how I've shared. I'm the youngest of 13. And, and so we definitely have, you know, different dynamics going on where um, we've had to 
be lovable towards one another and love each other unconditional. And I think that's a healthy state in any family because when you, you don't have perfect people and um, everybody's not going to, you know, rub each other the right way, you know, but mm. to know how to love each other through um, through the good, the bad, the difficult, the hard times, the good times, the easy times, um, um, certainly it's the love of God that's within with that is within us that will stand the test of time. And so, um, but when you look at family affection, it actually means you like hanging out with one another. And I can say, I don't know how you guys feel about that with me, but I, I really enjoy being with uh, with my children, with my family. Um, I look forward to those times that we can have dinner together. I look forward to family vacations, um, just hanging out, you know, and um, it's, it's just something that makes me feel good. Um, and, um, and, and I think that's just something that's, that, that's very valuable to the family structure to be able to like hanging out with one another, uh, sharpening one another. You're going to have serious times. You're going to have fun times, lighthearted times, but knowing how to work through all of those types of, of ways of life. And I think that's important. And so, um, so I didn't know if any of you wanted to chime in on that as far as do you, do you actually like being around each other or you guys aren't putting on, are you? I share an office with my sister, so she enjoys my company a lot. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot. He enjoys my company as well. He likes to Instagram me because he thinks I'm real funny and all that type of stuff. But we, I think we generally do enjoy each other. You know, sometimes we even get together without our parents or without them having to say, hey, we need to gather together as a family. So I definitely think that we see each other as siblings, but also friends right? that right. we can talk to each other about certain things. And it has always been that way. Now, it's funny because you two, the Charity and David, they're the youngest. They really remind me of me and my brother. I, I'm the youngest of 13. And then the brother that was next to me, we would fight all the time. Um, but we <laughs> always had it where, you know, when when the rubber hits the road, we looked out for each other. We mm -hmm. wouldn't let others fight us, but we would fight each other. We'd always be at each other's throat, always disagreeing. And that's just how it was. And it's so funny because I can even remember a time after we had grown up and uh, it just out of the blue, we were just hanging out doing a family reunion. And I could tell that we were both going down a road where we were getting ready to disagree with one another. It was almost like a flashback. But it, it, that kind of relationship reminded me a little bit of, of you guys. And I can remember not too long ago, you guys were kind of look, seeming like you were at each other. And I was like, oh my gosh, do I get a break? When do I get a break? And they looked at me like, mom, we're just joking. I'm like, are you, are you serious? Like, really? Really? You know, but we're, but we're 10 months apart. So that's like a dynamic that's always really gonna. Yeah. Yeah. And so. I, I always let him know that he was the youngest. Or would try to. <laughs> and who was the boss, in other words, right? Yeah, I would, I would try to be the boss. And that I was the only girl for a while until our little sister came along. So, so, so Daniel, now how did you, how did you play out in this dynamics? You know, were you, were you the, you, really you were the boss in secret? Yeah. He bullied me. He bullied me in secret. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also, growing up, would try to stay out the way because, they would always be getting each other in trouble. And so I just tried to kind of, I, I noticed that if I separated myself, I could um, 
not like totally separate, but, you know, as they were kind of always playing and stuff, they would get in trouble a lot because they would get into stuff that they shouldn't um, (laughs) (laughs) have gotten into. But, you know, I think still is like still, um, you know, we all never had an issue with being with one another. And I I don't think there were ever any like grudges or anything like that. We were always able to, you know, talk it out or, you know, to get over stuff pretty quickly. So, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that that you know when you genuinely know that someone loves you, mm-hmm. you know it helps you to navigate through those sticky moments when you when it seems like uh well I'm tired of you and you, and you get on my nerves I don't like you all the time mm-hmm. you know but then the the bigger picture is that I really do love you and I really do care for you and whatever we may be going through at this moment we'll work through it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so and so it's beautiful to see that you guys have learned how to navigate through that and that you are, I can tell you like each other. So that's a wonderful thing. But I think, you know, <laughs> when you look at family dynamics for, for many, you know, sadly say is that's not the case for a lot of, uh, of people. And I mm. think, you know, um, we live in a world where it's a cutthroat society, is competition, mm-hmm. and um, you know that thing of, of 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 family affection, love for one another, where you don't have jealousy. Now you, it's going to rise, you know. But learning how to to put it in perspective and to keep it out of you know um, the the relationships that you have that God has set for you to be able to be safe. You know, certainly you don't want to be in a home environment where. You, you don't feel comfortable because you don't you, you don't feel comfortable sharing victories. You don't feel mm-hmm. comfortable sharing things that that you like to do and and things mm-hmm. like that because you feel like oh well the person's not going to embrace me, not going to encourage me, not yeah. going to like the fact that going to feel like I'm in competition. And I've seen those things happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's a a sad situation to to be able to have to deal with that type of thing. Um, and so I think it's important, you know, to for us to look at the dynamics of family affection one towards another, because I believe that God calls families, calls families together, you know, um, and, and I'm, and I'm thankful that he's called our family and I don't see how we can really do a calling or our assignment or work and ministry or just, just anything together. If, if we're not able to, to flow together um, with love and, 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 and also respect, respect mm-hmm. for one another, you yeah. know, and I think that's important. And so you guys, you know, I can remember the transitions of um, having to learn how to respect you guys as coming into adulthood. You know, mm-hmm. um, as a parent, you know, you discipline and you say you're going to do this, you know, whether you like it or not. But then right. there comes a time when you have to kind of transition and say, OK, you know, um, you know, would you do this? You know, mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. like for you to do this and giving you guys an opportunity to grow um, in that I think was important, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, um, so, so as far as communication, I think, you know, um, my desire as a parent has always been to have an environment where you can feel safe, you know, that if you were to make a mistake, um, that um, that we weren't going to excommunicate you from out of the family, you know, or treat you like, you know, um, um, you know, there's something wrong with you and, and, and that we can't associate with you anymore. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my desire was to, to always create an environment where we could learn how to heal and, um, you know, reconcile and, 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 and learn from our mistakes, but grow 
and move forward from that. I mean, that's just how the father sees us, you know, that that when we make mistakes that he's not, you know, uh, mocking us and branding us and putting us aside saying that we're not fit to be used. But what he does, he gives us that opportunity to 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 regroup, to reconcile, to to get ourselves in a place where we can be whole and we can move forward. And then he 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 doesn't use that as a record of, OK, you know, you did this down, you know, down the road. And so now, you know, that's what I'm expecting from you. No, he he expects the best out of us, you know. So maybe you guys can kind of share a little bit as far as the environment within the home that Bishop and I uh, work to develop where you guys could feel safe, you know, and could feel comfortable with coming to us and, and having a serious conversation about something or even when there were times when maybe we had to pull you aside and say, look, this is what we know that's going on, but we have to work through this and we're going to get through it. So everybody all speak um, at one time. <laughs> I, I, I'll go first. Um, I think a, a huge part of um, having trust uh, with um, your kids is sub- kind of subliminally, but as a kid, seeing how the parents interact with each other. Yeah. Because that's like, you know, one of the biggest examples of how you know to interact with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people growing up, they build the tendencies of their parents because that's their biggest influence, you know, whether they want it to be or not. Right. Um, so one of the biggest things for me growing up, and I didn't realize this until maybe when I was 19 or 20, um, but uh, our parents never argued as far as yelling and screaming at each other. If they did, it wasn't in front of us. Yeah, we had disagreements um, for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. When um, we learned how not to It was it was always a discussion. Yeah. Um yeah. it was you know, I've never seen my dad raise my voice, um raise his voice at, at my mother. I've never seen him vice versa. And as a kid, I didn't realize how big of an impact that was until I saw, you know, how other households worked. Um, you know, the story that people have told me about their parents and how they interact with each other. So I think that I think that it's huge to um, set an example with how you communicate um, uh, uh, husband and wife, how they communicate with each other, because that's the example to your kids of how they will communicate. So um, I think that's helped all of us mm-hmm. to, to understand um, how to communicate um, with people, um, how to discuss things that are serious topics or that may be a disagreement while having respect for the other person um, and not insulting them or, you know, getting upset because they disagree with you. Right. So that um, that was that was really big. Right. And, you know, for me, I grew up in a household where that wasn't the case. Even though my mom was she was a single parent person. But as far as siblings and things like that, we grew up in a house where we were yelling and screaming at each other, you know. So but when I met Bishop and we came together, and we, um, you know, with our marriage, that was one of the things he did not like, you know, and and that was something that we established early on. And, and so I had to learn, you know, that when uh, I disagree about something or when I felt, uh, you know, heated about something that I had to learn how to to do it in a civil way, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that was a learning curve for me. But yet I see definitely how it benefit, you know, as far mm-hmm. as being that example in the household. Right. Yeah, yeah I think. Sometimes with confrontation, it can be like a bad word. Mm -hmm. People always say, I'm not confrontational. I don't like to confront things. But I think um, with what David was saying, you learn how to confront things in the right way. So he said, you know, it's always a discussion and not 
um, if I explain to you what happened or if I explain to you how I feel, it's not we're yelling back and forth. And I think um, as a family, we've had a safe place to where we could do that with you all as our parents, but even as siblings as well. You know, we do look out for each other and sometimes we may notice things, but we've learned how to confront it to kind of step back from the situation and figure out what's the best way to get this point across? What's the best way that we can have this discussion? Right. And, you know, and I think that's important, you know, where you say you look out for each other. You know, when you truly <laughs> love someone, you're not going to see them go down a path and you not say anything, right. you know, or do something or pray or do something that's going to kind of help deter that path from going the direction that it's going. You know, and the word talks about speaking the truth in love, Mm -hmm. you know, and so there's a way that you can deal with, you know, things that are actually happening, you know, and not, you know, break a person, you know, and even though sometimes there may be heartache, there may be pain involved in being confrontational and being, you know, open about this is something that we need to deal with. um, It's still a way to do it in love where it says, okay, look, I love you enough to say, hey, look, we need to address this and um, it's going to get better, you know? So, um, but I think that's important what you're saying, looking out for each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think even um, leaning more towards the side of like discipline and things like that, um, you know, sometimes, especially with, um, I guess not only, you know, pastors, kids, but also other kids whose families are within the church, you know, there's a, um, and there's pressure from different sides. Sometimes it can be self-pressure and different things, but it's like almost like a pressure to perform or to, you know, always make the right decisions or do the right things. And so, you know, I think, you know, even with me becoming a parent, even though I have very young children um, working with youth here at the church, you you realize that, you know, as good as, you know, children may be or as as much of a positive outlook that they may have, you know, people are going to make mistakes. And so one thing that I learned (laughs) is that, you know, there was, there was room to make mistakes. It wasn't that those mistakes were going to be okay. It was still, you know, a thing of where, you know, you don't want to let your parents down or you don't want to, you know, disappoint them because you, you realize what they think of you. They they think very highly of you. Um, And I can even, you know, just get, be transparent. I remember um, one Thing that stuck out to me in particular, um, I remember I had just turned 16 mm-hmm. and, you know, I had, you know, lost my virginity. And mm-hmm. so uh, also a thing that that we had in any relationship that I was in that was somewhat serious. My parents knew about it. They met the person, knew their parents and whatnot. Right. And so um, it was a conversation that I was trying to figure out how to have with my mom because it was just kind of like, you know, I messed up. And at that time, you know, you just, you think it's the worst thing in the world. And man, I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, I messed up and I messed up my purity or whatever. And so, um, but my mom had a relationship with the person that I was, you know, dating. Um, I didn't know my mom had already knew but, um, you know, my mom kind of, you know, we talked and then I was able to tell my dad as I really didn't want to tell him. Mm-hmm. But I remember the way that they handled it. I was just kind of like, oh, that's it. Like, y'all aren't going to like, 
you know, I think I don't know if I was still getting spankings at that time, but you were a little too old. No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like I just thought it was gonna be, you know, what I mean, and of course you like, you know, you feel that some of the disappointment and things, but you also I also felt the love and the understanding, and I think that you know from that it's kind of like you know I was able to make the decision, you know, to remain celibate until I got married, but. I can see, you know, they never said, oh, how do, how do you think this makes us look? Like, we're the pastors of Mount Gilead. They yeah. never right. put that on me. You know what I mean? And so even though that's a a, a, a fact and a real thing that, right. that can be thought about, they never made and it. And certainly about, it was a thought, you right. know, but that's just something that we had to navigate through ourselves, you know. Yeah. Because the bigger picture was this. It was not our reputation. Yeah. Right. It was it was your 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 soulish walk. Right. You know? Right. And and getting you to that place of, yeah, you made a mistake. Okay. And you recognize you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. So now how do we get you to that place of restoration so right. that you can continue to move on? And unfortunately, you know, the way society is, the way life is, the way church you know, mm-hmm. situations can be, is people want to punish you. Yeah. You know, for right. something that really you already probably have punished yourself enough. Just, you know, when you have a heart for God, mm-hmm. you know, nobody wants to outlandishly do wrong. Right. But when you recognize you do wrong, that's that's a great deal of punishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you have a repentive heart, you know, that's the ingredients for God to restore you. And and I thank God that we had the wisdom enough to know that, you know, mm-hmm. we, we certainly grew up in, you know, a society, you know, where that wasn't the case. I mean, they put you before the church, you know, you mm-hmm. need to repent, da, 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 you know, and repent before this person. And and, and five <laughs> months later, okay, you need to tell this person what you did and you need, you know. Uh-huh. And so, no, you know, when you have those ingredients of repentance and you have those ingredients of people actually recognizing that they have wrong, you got to give them that space to be restored. We can't be God, you know, and say, well, you need to suffer a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. We're not the ones that put suffering on people. So, but, um, but that definitely was something that we had to learn and, and, and learn how to navigate to. We certainly didn't want to have to have dealt with it. We expressed we were disappointed, mm-hmm. but yet at the same time, we knew we were people of reconciliation. So if I can't reconcile my children back to Christ, back Mm -hmm. to their rightful place, how can I, you know, reconcile a congregation? Yeah, you know, yeah. And I and I might add just to lighten the mood a little bit that being the oldest sometimes it paves the way for you know younger people to come by. (laughs) There's more grace. Uh, For instance, I would never be able to have a duck (laughs) as a pet. So, you know, sometimes it's like, I think the oldest child, sometimes, like, I even see with my daughter, it's kind of like, okay, I'm learning yeah. more so, trying to follow God the best as I can, but then the lessons that I learned with her, I can use right. for the next, even though yeah. each yeah. child is different, right. but, but still being able to kind of, and it tends to look like more and more grace, right? you know what I mean? But which you is, learn, which is a you good learn thing. and you grow, you know, mm-hmm. and, and even though we have the word of God, there are specific things that you, that you have to seek the wisdom of God to know how to navigate. And sometimes we don't always navigate the best way. Mm-hmm. So we learn, okay, well, I didn't handle that quite the best way. Next time I'll do it a little bit different, you know, so you're right, you know, yeah. so you're the one that kind of just opened the door for more grace to, you know, to abound. <laughs> for ducks, for quacks. 
city to come. <laughs> <laughs> now, some people may not know what we're talking about as far as this duck thing. So, David, you have to explain to us to explain as it. briefly as you can what, what's going on with this okay. duck thing. <laughs> um, really briefly, um, one day I kind of had a sporadic idea to try to hatch an egg. <laughs> so... Um, I went online to buy some chicken eggs and then there was some duck eggs on the same site. And I was like, oh, that's way cooler. Um, so bought duck eggs against my mother's wishes. Um, and then I tried to incubate them. So I uh, it took 28 days and then I ended up hatching one. Out of what? Out of 12. So out of 12, I, I was able to hatch one and then... Came instant mother. That was uh, mother father. That was in May, so now is uh, March. So yeah, I, I've, I've had a duck for, for seven months. Yeah. Brought her a debt free house. Yeah, <laughs> she has her own. They grow fast, so she's already oh, full size. She has her own coop in the garage, laying eggs I every came day. Home, like seriously, y'all letting them have a pet duck? <laughs> like this duck. Each Sunday when Bishop gets in his car to go to church, this duck is probably quacking yeah, at him. Yeah, it's quacking. It yeah. quacks yeah. when anyone comes in the house. She, she's, she's really loud. She's loud. She's really loud. So, but such is life. I mean, <laughs> hey, you did, we just go with the flow. And, <laughs> and we know this brings you great joy. And so we've learned to kind of deal with that. But, uh, hey, life in the Robertson family with Quacksity the duck. <laughs> Never a dull moment. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, as far as, you know, this being able to communicate with each other, I think the points that we made are very, very um, key points for us to, you know, um, to really uh, look at and see with our family dynamics. Some of some people um, can say, well, I can always say that that's not the environment for um, that my family has grown up in. I can't even, you know, talk to my parents, I, I, you know, I, I don't share anything personable with them, you know. Um, and maybe they feel like they have to go outside the home to to even, you know, to, to even address the situation, you know. But certainly never feeling like they can share anything, you know, that that would be as serious as what we've talked about. Um, and... Um, and so what I want to do is just take a t time to to really pray for those families because, you know, we don't want to just say, well, this is how we do it, you know, but we we believe that um, God always gives us a way um, of escape, you know, and, and gives us a way to be able to to adjust and to, um, you know, if we trust God and believe God in his word, he says that we ask him that. Um, that he hears us, you know, and so yeah. I w definitely want to pray for our our audience um, and, and believe God for, you know, the families to be able to to have that environment, you know, where um, they can reconcile back to each other. I mean, we may even have those who are listening that can say, "Well, I'm out of the household now," you know, you know, how how can God, you know correct something like that. He certainly can. We can trust God that that he can make a way um, where God can restore, you know, and and can even um, uh, redeem the time, you know, to to open up those doors of communication um, where respect, you know, is there and um, forgiveness, you know, and um, and then that genuine love and care for one another to say, you know, I don't love you just because 
you know, you're perfect, but I love you no matter who you are and what has happened. Um, and, and that we're going to allow God to help us to have better relationships, to have better, um, you know, um, interaction with one another as we're moving forward, you know? So Charity, would you pray, start out praying, and then we're going to let Daniel and David pray. Um, but I, I appreciate you guys being here because again, I think it's important for people to know the perspective of, uh, the children, you know, and, um, uh, and, and how you guys experience it, if you would pray. Absolutely. So Lord, we thank you for just this podcast and we thank you for what we've learned through this, that the family is a way to experience your grace, your love. And it just is another avenue to show us the way that you love us and your family, Father. And so um, we thank you, Lord, in the word of God, how it says that the righteous run in and they are saved. Yeah. I thank you, Lord, for a place of safety in our families where we can feel he- held, feel loved, um, feel comforted by our families, Lord. We thank you for those who may not have experienced that. We thank you, Lord, for um, allowing your love to just shine in on that, Father. And we thank you, Lord, for reconciliation, Lord. We thank you that those issues, those things from the past, those things that may be bothering you about your family, Lord, we thank you um, that you most definitely can restore anything. Yes, we, yes. we most definitely believe that that's exactly who you are. So um, we trust and believe in that. And we thank you, Lord, that you're moving on behalf of those families and you're bringing us together even stronger to do works for your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Daniel, you want to pray? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, you know, for who you are um, mm-hmm. to us and um, you know, just watching over us. God, I pray for um, wisdom Mm-hmm. for um, parents, um, as well as children, but especially parents. Um, God, I pray that you will begin to show us as parents the right way to handle our families, the right way to set the tone in our households. Um, you said that, you know, wisdom is the principal thing. And so, therefore, get wisdom and get understanding. And so, God, we just uh, pray that you will begin to show us different ways to um, handle our families, different Mm. ways to deal with our different children. We know that, you know, all children are different and all families are different, God, but we pray that in each and every specific situation that you will begin to just show us Mm -hmm. the small things, you know, the big things that can be changed um, so that we can have families that are pleasing in your eyes. Yes. In Jesus' name I pray. Um, Father God, in the name of Jesus, um, I just want to pray for courage of, of those that um, that may be nervous or um, afraid to address th- this issue um, as we discuss some of the people that um, may be growing and out of the house or even people that are still in the house um, with their parents that um, it's never too late to... Um, to uh, reconcile and yeah. um, and to um, start doing things the right way, so we um, we just um, want to pray for for those in that process that they'll even grow closer together in yes. that process. Yeah. In Jesus' name, yes, Amen. Praise God. So we thank you for joining us. Stay tuned next time. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also. Find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.